0: Welcome to the Heal Podcast. For all things related to Lyme disease and other chronic illnesses, I'm Mimi McLean, Mama Five, founder of Lyme 360, and a Lyme Warrior. Tune in each week to hear from doctors, health practitioners, and experts. To hear about their treatments, struggles, and triumphs to help you on your healing journey, I'm here to heal with you. Welcome back to The Heal Podcast. This is Mimi. And today we have on Noelle Ellie. And she is a award-nominated actress, director, writer, and producer. And she is also the CEO of a production and PR company. She is also a chronic Lyme warrior like the rest of us. And so we are here to hear her story and hear about her journey. To get my Detox for Lyme checklist, go to lime 360com forward slash detox checklist. Noelle, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. I'm so excited to hear about your journey um, with chronic Lyme. So thank you for coming on. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Good. Awesome. So can we start out with just, I guess, how long ago did you find out you had Lyme? Mm -hmm. Sure. So I found out sort of
1: unofficially in the summer and then officially just a few months ago. But my sort of journey into it was In, I would say like 2017, I noticed like a lump in my stomach and it was below my belly button. And I was like, this is weird. And it stayed there and didn't go away. And so I went to the doctor and the doctor was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe you ate a little too much. And I was like, oh, all right. I don't think so, but okay. So fast forward, another year goes by and this place in my stomach gets bigger and bigger. So then I WebMD it, right? Which is like first mistake. And I'm like, okay, it's either ovarian cancer or something. And I was terrified because my mom passed away from stage four metastatic breast cancer in 2016. So I was thinking, oh no, you know, what's going on? And then I happened to be walking down Santa Monica and there was a poster and it said, do you have, and it read off all of these symptoms. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. You may have fibroids. Mm. I had never heard of fibroids. Fibroids are tumors that are 90% of the time benign, but nevertheless tumors. So I went to my OBGYN and sure enough, she was like, oh yeah, you got two fibroids. Okay. So what does that have to do with Lyme disease? Yeah. I then continued to research and, you know, we tested me to see if I had the BRCA gene, you know, is this related to cancer in some form? I did not. And I went to a couple specialists and they said, oh, well, you can do surgery to have them removed, but let's get you a MRI just to be sure there's two. I didn't want to do the surgery if I didn't have to, but okay. I got the MRI and I have like Anywhere from ten to twenty. They don't. Eat, I have so many. They don't even know. And one, the one now below my belly button, has gotten so big it's the size of a grapefruit. I mm-hmm. have one that's the size of a lemon, one that's the size of a lime. I basically have like a fruit basket in my belly. And I then was astonished, but continued to research because, as you know, you have to be your own advocate, right? And the doctors mm-hmm. said, you know, we can do the surgery to have them removed, but they will likely come back. So you're gonna have scars all over your stomach and they're gonna come back, or you can have a hysterectomy. And the hysterectomy is one of the number one surgeries in our country. And the number one reason for hysterectomies are fibroids, but it's not getting to the root of the cause. So what in the world? So I go to all of these other specialists and I Well, did you have other symptoms though? Did you wear like were you tired? Did you have aches and pains? I had so many symptoms for sure. So the symptoms that I thought were from the fibroids were lower back pain, hormonal imbalances, sleeplessness, chronic fatigue, depression, horrible stomach cramps, stomach issues in general, right? Which are all Lyme symptoms as well. Mm -hmm. So finally, my dad says, I want you to go to this chiropractor. He's not a normal chiropractor. He does a lot of other stuff. Just please go to him. And I thought, all right, yeah, sure. I go to him and he did kinesiology and I had never had muscle testing done in this form. And so he takes these different diseases and illnesses and puts them on your head. So you have no idea what he's testing you for. And sure enough, my body responded that I had Lyme disease, parasites, EBV, all of these things. Mm -hmm. So there's my answer, but still like my rational brain was like, I can't rely on just my body. My body... You know, like we have right. to have this scientific proof. So I went to several doctors after that, including infectious disease specialist. And every test I took, you don't have Lyme. He gave you Lyme tests, like blood tests. Mm-hmm. Yep, Western blot. You don't have Lyme. You're fine. No you don't have parasites, you don't. So then you start to feel crazy. Yes, but I, of course, of course. I knew intuitively, like once he said Lyme, I was like, oh, and I went down the rabbit hole of researching the correlation between fibroids and Lyme disease. And it's so mind blowing because- Oh, it is? I didn't know that. A lot of people don't. I'm a part of these fibroid groups where there are you know, 20, 30,000 women looking for natural alternatives to shrink their fibroids, taking all these supplements. Meanwhile, they don't know that they may have Lyme it's all so fascinating. And so got all of these tests done, they all came back negative. People around me were saying, yeah, I don't think you have Lyme, but I just knew. And so I got the Igenix test mm-hmm. and it came back positive with like a litany of things. And so from there, I then went to another infectious disease specialist to say, look, look, it's positive. Mm-hmm. no. I don't trust those tests. And so it just becomes a battle of like the CDC testing versus these other more extensive tests that are expensive, but well worth it in my opinion. And so here we are now, fast forward months later, I have found a incredible doctor who has been helping me. And then I've also done all the healing modalities. Mm-hmm.
0: You're in LA. I'm in LA. So which yeah. doctor are you going to now?
1: Well, my doctor is actually in New Jersey. So I went to a doctor. Yeah. Are you the so same I went, doctor
0: I am? What doctor are you as? Dr. Gedrick. Oh my God. You are? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. Yes. I started going to see her last week or a month ago. I started the supplements like two months ago, but two weeks ago, I started myself su- and then I'm going next week. That's so wild.
1: I know. It's so funny. <sighs> I start my supplements. I should get them in a few days and then I'll take them for a month and yeah, then I'll fly I to New Jersey. So we may be there at the same time. Okay. So I'm
0: a month ahead of you.
1: Okay. Gotcha. So I started
0: wow. them beginning of December. Wow. And I went so through my first treatment and then I'm doing my next treatment next week.
1: Oh, wow. So for your first treatment, tell me about that. Did you do the IVs and all of that? Mm-hmm.
0: It was great. It was great. Yeah. I definitely felt better. I mean, I started feeling better. Mm. A little bit after the supplements, but my, after the first week of heavy, intense IV treatments, Uh I I felt a lot better.
1: Did you do colonics with it as
0: well? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is the first time I've ever had a doctor prescribed and then you're doing it while you're getting the IV. Oh, that's news to me. I did not know that. You're getting the IV and then you're doing it at the same time. They wheel you right in, which actually kind of makes sense if you think about it.
1: Yeah. Well, I I had read, so you also did hyperthermia as well. Mm -hmm. Where did you do that? Florida. Okay. Cause I was looking at doing it at Santa Aviv and I talked to Dr. Gedrick about it. And the thing I love about her for all of the listeners, what's so great is she's very open and honest. And so I can say to her like, Hey, listen, I've been looking up SOT therapy or hypothermia or this or that. And she'll say like, I know about it. This is great. Or I don't know about it. Or actually, you won't need to do it because I'm doing that. You know what I mean? And so I just so appreciate that because I I have found that some doctors are not like that.
0: Well, it's funny that you bring that up because I had scheduled a hyperthermia treatment in December because I was in a really bad place right before Thanksgiving. And I just wanted to get through the holidays. And I had done the hyperthermia treatment before. This would have been my third time. And I find that the hyperthermia only gives me like a three-month reprieve Oh, interesting! It doesn't stay long term for me. And so, how when many I ta- times did you do? The hi- I have like, did done you it three do times. It? One, once each time, but I've done it three different times. Yeah. I asked her, like, should I do it? And she's like, I would do it if you can, because, you know, if that's going to give you the three month lag, it's going to take me three months for my treatment to kick in. So if mm-hmm. that gives you the three month of like reducing your pain and being able to deal day to day, that's going to help yeah. you. Because in my stuff. Like that is a short-term fix, whereas mine's going to be more of a long-term fix. Yeah. So that way, once that wears off, like hopefully you know, my stuff has like done their thing and you'll be better.
1: Wow. So, so I
0: did do it and she was like, go ahead, do that. So yeah. it's wow. interesting. So your stuff is about to come. Yep. Yep. Good. How did and you find her? A very good friend of mine
1: who lives in Morristown. She owns a dealership there. We've been friends for years and I told her about my Lyme and she was like, you have to go see Gerdrick. You have to see her. And I was like, what's the deal? She had Lyme disease. It was chronic, late stage, like had seen every doctor under the sun for like 20 years, nothing helped her. And then she, her and her daughter went and totally good now.
0: That's amazing. So this was interesting and I haven't really told anybody about this, but no one has told me yet until she brought this up. So I had my teeth, like my dental work done like four years ago in LA where they cleaned out my cavitations, they pulled my root canal. And so instead of getting in an implant into my, where my root canal was, I just put in like a plastic flipper, like a plastic fake tooth Oh, because I didn't want to deal until I got my lime gone. I didn't want to deal right. with having like another like a yeah. Surgery, whatever, just deal. Right. And I just like I just don't want to put some other foreign thing in my mouth that could potentially cause issues. Yeah. So she did the like test and all the blood work that have you done all the blood work and everything that they sent to Germany? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I was at her office last week and she was like, Do you have breast implants? And I was like, No. And she's like, You have silicon in your bloodstream, the equivalent of somebody who has breast implants. And I was like, what? I'm like, that is so strange. She's like, what could be causing that? And then all of a sudden I was like, ding, ding, ding. I'm like, wait a second. I have this like plastic fake tooth that I have in my mouth. That's like a little bridge. Yeah. And she's like, that's leaking. And putting so much silicone in your body that you can't... It's now gone into your mitochondria, has completely changed it. So your body can't even like, convert to ATP. Like She's Ooh. like, this is what's causing a lot of your issues. And I was like, that is so weird. Not one doctor has ever picked up on this. No, she's so brilliant, by the way. Like I know. I was just blown away. So I was like, okay, I'm throwing this thing out. So I was yeah. like, I, I, that just like blew me away. I was just like, that was really wow. interesting. So you were lucky that you found her right off the bat. Like, have you been to other doctors or what have oh, you been doing between yeah. now and then?
1: Well, so, you know, look, I, after talking with her, I absolutely adore her. I was a little, truth be told, I was a little put off and I, I shared this with Bridget. I was a little put off because to get in and, you know, like I had questions about the budget, the bedside manner at first, I was like mm-hmm. a little frustrated with. Yeah. And my ego was like, all right, well, if like I can't even ask a question before spending sixteen hundred dollars on a console, maybe this isn't the right person for me. So I then I said to my friend Bridget, like, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna find someone else and and just see, like weigh my options. So I did find a very a wonderful doctor in Pismo Beach, and he he took so much time with me and was a fraction of the price. and, you know, has been doing this for twenty years. And I adored him. I really wanted to move forward with him. However, he wanted me to be on antibiotics for three to four years, mm-hmm. and that's not something I'm interested in. And I went to other doctors that my insurance covered, and they, you know, were like, "We don't trust Iogenics," and you know, so so I just kept bumping heads with who I should work with. And then when I went, when we actually had the consultation, literally like within five seconds of speaking to her, I was like, oh, I adore you. You're amazing.
0: I know. She's very smart. So what do you, um, the doctors that you went to that were covered by your insurance, what did they want you to do? Or do they just think there was nothing wrong with you and they weren't even offering any advice?
1: Well, so huh, they had me go to a rheumatologist and just, I mean, like all of these different specialists who are like, we don't, Know what's wrong with you? Maybe you have are stressed out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you start to feel nutty. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was Lyme. Like I just and the reason I knew it was Lyme was because the symptoms matched up. And you know, I think as women, I mean, we all do it probably in this society, but especially as women, we have these like aches and pains, but we tough through it, right? Like we mm-hmm. don't think anything of it. So I've had chronic back pain for well over a decade, but I lived in New York city. I was carrying bags. I was running to auditions. I walk up five flights of stairs. So like you make excuses for it. I can't sleep. Well, I can't sleep because I'm stressed out. You know, I, I have aches and pains, you know, my joints are swollen, whatever it is, like we just excuse it. But when I really sat with, oh no. And I really looked back at, you know, the trajectory of my life and my timeline, I got bit by a tick when I was six years old. Oh, so you think you've had it since then? I think probably. I think it was probably dormant. Yeah. And then it the got stress. activated.
0: Yeah, with all, everything that's going on. Now, how has it affected your work? Like, have you been able to work? You know, it's been really hard. And I think
1: on top, like, you know, quarantine has been so tough on everyone, right? The depression and the anxiety and the, the thoughts of like, I don't know if this is life, I'm good. Maybe I'm good. I'm tired. I don't know if I want to be here. Like those sort of thoughts I've never had in my life, and they have been pretty consuming the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been really tough. I would say the anxiety has been the hardest. Not only am I an actor and a director and producer, I also run a production PR company. So, like the stressors are high all the time, anyway. Mm-hmm. But the anxiousness has just been all consuming. So, I've basically had to cut back in terms of my production PR company. I've had to let some clients go and just really only work with a select couple right now. And, you know, for auditions and stuff, there are things going on, but it's so much less. So, I was auditioning anywhere from three to six times a week on top of. You know, working full time. So my life was just go, 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 go. And now it's much less where I get. An audition a week. And I'm working with just a couple clients. And I'm grateful that I'm in the place where I can do that right now. But, you know, I just can't imagine some of these people who are single parents having to work full time, having to take care of kids, struggling like this because there are many days where it's literally hard to get out of bed.
0: Mm -hmm. No, it is true. And it's also just the financial burden, right, of all these treatments. I, I mean, that's insane. It's a lot. Yeah. So, okay. So you left going back to your like journey or your progression of how you got to Dr. Gedrick. So you, you left the other doctor and then you just, then went. you finally found her. And then now that's where you're at. You've only been to like two or three Lyme doctors. I've been to one, two, three,
1: four Lyme doctors and then other specialists.
0: Where well, they say the average is 20, I think, doctors before people like find somebody who's going to help them, you know, get better.
1: Wow. It's so heartbreaking. And, you know, you know, I told you, my mom passed away from cancer. We went the integrative route for her treatment. And that's when I really discovered firsthand how important it is to be your own advocate, because, mm-hmm. you know, you will have some doctors who truly bless their hearts. Like they are coming from the place of they believe in what they're talking about so much, but it's only, that's the only thing they've learned. Mm -hmm. So they don't mean to say, well, you're going to die if you do this or, you know, like they don't mean to come from that place, but they just feel passionate about it. I think it's so important to not only be your own advocate, but to listen to your body and like really come from a place of what do I want and what do I need, regardless of what this person is saying and what this person is saying, because- if you listen to that, that may not be what's right for your body.
0: What have you done for your day-to-day life that you've changed since you found out you've had Lyme? Like, is there, like, have you changed eating or lifestyle? So back in March,
1: after I found out about all the fibroids, that's when I changed. I've already, I, I've lived like a pretty healthy lifestyle for a while in terms of what I eat and consume, but I went completely gluten-free, sugar-free, vegan, no coffee, no fun, essentially, no alcohol. Yeah, exactly. No alcohol. It's yeah. ter- terrible. <laughs> and so I did that or have done that up until Christmas. And then basically, since Christmas on and off, I have been very lax with my diet, so to speak. And I'm kind of coming from the place of once I start on this supplement protocol, I'm going to be back at it. You know, what's interesting, and I don't know how you're going to feel about this, but I had my first experience with plant medicine recently. Mm -hmm. That was hugely
0: eye-opening for me because- When you say plant medicine, are you talking about mushrooms or are you talking about like CBD?
1: I have experience with CBD, but I had, it was an ayahuasca ceremony where it was a like a concoction of ayahuasca and mushrooms. So there was no purging. There was no dark night of the soul. It was very light. And after this six hour- journey. You have like an integration the next morning and then the next day and after that I have felt 10,000 pounds lighter and the anxiety really? that was like so insane taking over me has been lifted and what's so wild is I have not been able to take naps in years just because adrenaline, you know whatever it is, the adrenals, anxiety and since that point I have slept almost every day for sometimes three hours a day.
0: You're like the third person that has told me that it's helped them.
1: I will say this to anyone who feels, like you either feel the call or not. And what I mean by that is like, it can pique your interest. It Mm -hmm. piqued my interest like 10 years ago and I didn't do it. So it can pique your interest, but like if it keeps coming into your consciousness and at some point, if you feel like it's right for you, I would say do it. For my experience, I understand why people have really bad trips, because if you cannot silence your mind, you'll go down a rabbit hole. And so what ended up happening for me was I i had to close my eyes. There were like five of us in the room having this ceremonial experience. Some of them have already done it. I had not. And With my eyes open, I noticed like I was looking around. Well, what's this person doing? And what experience are they having? Well, am I not doing it right? Because if I don't look like, you know what I mean? And so you start to really pay attention to your conscious thoughts. And I just had to close my eyes and lay down. And the mantra that came to me was just be. So anytime the thoughts came in, just be. And so what ended up happening for me was I then got to have these lovely experience, like healing experiences with people and circumstances in my life some that seemed so trivial and some that were very big. And I got to just have like a soul-to-soul connection and come from a place of like conscious truth of like, I love you for this. And although I was hurt for this, thank you for the lesson. Thank you for the love. Thank you for the growth. And then I was taken to a different experience. And so essentially like within six hours, I had more healing than in three and a half years of therapy.
0: Wow. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't know much about it. I've started to, it has piqued my interest and learned just because I have not tried it. And I love to learn about things that I haven't done yet, especially when it relates to trying to heal. And I just did a podcast with a doctor yesterday and she was talking about a lot of people who have chronic Lyme, they don't address the vagus nerve or va- vagus, yeah. whatever yep. it's called. And the reason why it's super important is because once you've been sick for so long, you almost have PTSD mm-hmm. where your body doesn't, it literally goes in overdrive and it hasn't shut off and it doesn't know how to shut off. And so yes. it's just on all the time. And until you could like literally shut it off and it's really hard to do unless you learn strategies or And I'm wondering, does this do that? Does this shut that off? Do you know? It's been so beautiful
1: because once I knew I had Lyme, what started to happen, I was not becoming a hypochondriac, but what started to happen was I would recognize, oh, wow, my joints are on fire. Okay. It's because you have Lyme. Oh, this really hurts. This sucks. And so I would like give thought to it. And what's happened now, and so in a way it intensified, and I started herxing prior to this experience. I was herxing so bad at times that my body was like convulsing and not stopping for hours at a time. And it's scary, right? But since this, what started to happen is when I feel a headache coming on, that inevitably turns into a migraine. Or when I feel crazy anxiety or heartburn happening here, or when I feel my joints like they're on fire instead of, okay, you have Lyme. You just got to deal with this. This is going to suck. It's going to hurt. Instead of going down that road, I start breathing and I start saying, what am I just in my head? Like, what am I actually feeling right now? What emotion am I feeling? Almost always it's some sort of fear. It could be the state of our country you know, or, or what was, it could be my husband and I got into an argument and he raised his voice, which made me feel maybe a little unsafe or whatever it is. Right. It it could be anything. I'm afraid that I'm going to die young. Like my mom did or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It almost always comes down to fear. And so then I just kind of like breathe into that fear and then say, you're safe. Mm -hmm. I got you Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. And it's just like taking that literally sometimes two, three minutes of like, okay, you're safe. You're
0: good. right? You're loved. You're enough. So going back then to, cause I was thinking about this. It's funny. This is all coming together. Then when, when you have all these like mainstream doctors telling us to go talk to psychiatrists, that it's all in the head, does that mean it's really in the head? And we're just learning to now like doc, or is it because like, of course it's not in the head, like right? It's It exists. But is that why they wanted us to go see a psychiatrist to manage the pain or to manage what you learned?
1: I think it kind of depends. It's like in the eye of the beholder, right? So when I told Dr. Gedrick, I, I was honest with her. I was like, listen, because- oh, and I've this,
0: talked to her about this too, so that's fine. You did.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, what's really funny is at the beginning of our, our most recent call, she said to me, which I didn't tell you, she said, so how have you been feeling when you were off the doxy. And when you, when you took it and what happened was, so this one doctor Thoring in Pismo beach wanted me to be on antibiotics for three years. I said, no, I got the prescriptions filled. And then I was like, no. And then even, even Dr. Gedrick was like, I want you to take doxy for, I think it was like two or three weeks and something in me just kept saying no, even though I have the prescriptions, right. I got them filled. So she asked me, so how have you been feeling? And I said, well, I don't know what you're going to think about this, but here goes. I did not take them. And this is what I did instead. And I don't think I need to take them because I'm starting to understand when a sensation is happening in my body, I'm starting to really understand the emotion attached to it. And I think if I can like get a hold of the emotion, I can ease the pain. And she kind of laughed. And said, well, first of all, I'm never here to judge. I'm here to help heal. And thank you for sharing that. And I'm so glad you listened to your intuition. Because after getting your 50 test results back, you are not a candidate for antibiotics. And if you had taken antibiotics, you would likely be like held up in bed.
0: <gasps> really? Because they were going to be bad for you. So you were, ah, interesting. Because yep. based on your blood work, it came back that your body yep. couldn't handle those antibiotics. Yep.
1: yep. And so- she said what i'm so excited about is with my patients more often than not yes i can give them the physical to help them heal the physical but i try to encourage the emotional but they're not often there and she said you have the emotional like or you're you're getting it so whenever i have patients that are working on the emotional as well their healing is like triple the times quicker than right. someone
0: who yeah Right. Interesting. So there Mm -hmm. is a piece to it. It's learning how to do it. If it's that way, if it's going to speak, talk to somebody, if it's, there's a program that the doctor talked to yesterday called DSNR, DSNR it is called, you know, or tapping. I actually did ketamine too. Oh, really? Yes. Which again, was the same thing. Like there's a doctor yeah. in LA that does ketamine treatment just for Lyme patients. And she wow. was like, I've seen so many. And it's the same thing. It's like this PTSD that your body doesn't, it's so on hyperdrive that everything's affecting it, that you're just kind of turning it off and rewiring it so that like, it's just not being triggered by everything. Totally.
1: Well, and it's, it's also, I think, I I think Look, I don't think everyone needs plant medicine to get to that place, right? Like I think you can, there's EFT, there's tapping, there's meditation. meditation. For me and my experience, you know, I grew up being super spiritual and doing yoga and, and going to church and doing the things. But then I really dove into meditation probably around 18 years old. So like I've had many years of... I can do my breath work. I can get my sauna. I can do my dry brushing. I, you know, like to do all the things, but it nothing was getting me to the point of like a sense of peace,
0: mm-hmm. and so
1: I kind of hit a wall of, all right, it's this or bust. Like I have to do something. Yeah. I have to try something else. Well, having
0: and- the death of your mother must have been very traumatic too, because it's usually big events like that that triggers. Yeah, the yeah. lime. It's funny, as I think. It probably got triggered.
1: So so with her, she got diagnosed and the doctors gave her three months to live. Uh. And she lived for six years. And I literally, when she was diagnosed, went on a mission to save her. I traveled all over the world, literally doing anything, speaking to everyone I could to save her. And so I think my adrenals just went in overdrive. And then after she passed, I sort of took on the role of like, I have... Three, uh, two brothers and a sister, and you know, so like, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, I was the mama bear in a sense, and so I just got to the point where after years of that, I could not do it anymore, mm-hmm. and my body finally was like, "All right, are
0: you going to listen now? What about now? Maybe now? now. Right, 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 because oh. just it was this way of like, hello, I think I'm the same thing with as far as my body, just go, 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 and. Yeah, it's a way of like slowing down and making you listen. Yeah. Intuition, which is good. Well, this has been amazing. I'm so glad we connected. Like look at all the crossovers. This has been great. I'm glad we got to talk about the plant medicine as well, because I haven't actually really talked on air with people. Most people I've talked to have not been willing to talk on air about it. So I'm glad. That's what I found. I
1: found that people aren't talking about it and Mm -hmm. look, I get it's scary and it's very taboo, but I do think that there are things on this planet that can help heal us, you
0: know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And- well, there's a great documentary about the Ashawanga. Like, oh shoot, what's it called? There's a documentary. Did you, did you watch it? Do you know what I'm talking about? And it's down in Africa and they go and they actually take with like 10 patients and one person has like cancer and one person has Lyme and one person has, and they all have different like, things that are going on in their life and they literally have a camera to show them like what happens to them while they're down there. Cool. I don't know
1: if I've seen that. Uh, I've seen a couple. I don't know if I've seen unwell. Is that that's not it, right? I wish I can remember
0: what it was. I don't it was so long ago when I watched it. Have you seen the documentary Heal? Yes. I'm wondering if it was a piece of it was in there and then I went and watched the actual oh. longer one. Okay. That might have been it, but it was not yeah. the, there was a full length movie because I remember Mm -hmm. I can't remember, but I think I got the idea to watch it from the heel, which is a great documentary too, for anybody who's not seen it, but let's stay in touch. I would love to see how you're, you know, how you progress with Dr. Gedrick. And she's saying that within two months, like by the end of February, I'm going to be like new. So let's hope Uh, I did post that. Like I did go for my first walk with my husband last week. To go see the sunset, like in in LA, you know. So like that was like literally the first walk I was able to walk for like an hour because I've been. Wait, are you
1: in LA as well? Uh huh. yeah. Oh, I didn't. I don't know why. So we got to get together. Were... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. So you were able to go on the walk since. Yes. Working with her,
0: so you fly there for a week and then come. Then you came back and then mm-hmm. you're. Then I'll fly back. Yep. So I can tell you the wow. hotel I stayed in and everything. It's super close and easy and nice and. But oh. yeah, I mean, I because my inflammation was so bad, I couldn't walk. So that's why I haven't been able to walk because of my feet. (laughs) We've been inflamed.
1: I'm so sorry. So,
0: but that's kind of gone down and I've been able to walk. So it's been kind of nice. Yeah, that's great. Good. So we'll touch base after like in a couple months, I'd love to see if you're like on the other side as well, if we both are be celebrating and we can share the news. Yes, done and done. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Each week, I will bring you different voices from the wellness community so that they can share how they help their clients heal. You will come away with tips and strategies to help you get your life back. Thank you so much for coming on and I'm so happy you are here. Subscribe now and tune in next week if you wanna learn how I detox and you wanna check out my Detox for Lyme checklist, go to lime 360com forward slash detox checklist. You can also join our community at Lyme 360 Warriors on Facebook and let's heal together. Thank you.